1: Conversations on Dance is proud to have Yumiko as a continued partner in 2021. Yumiko is a company inspired by beauty and standards. As a leader in the dancewear industry, they take great pride in their impact as a socially and environmentally conscious brand. As a part of this commitment, they've recently transitioned their workshop to 100% green energy, a substantial step in their sustainability journey. While staying devoted to eco-friendly production practices, Yumiko remains passionately focused on connecting and lifting the dance community to promote a more loving and equal world through the power of togetherness. For our listeners in the New York City area, Yumiko's flagship store is currently open with limited hours, or you can always shop online at Yumiko.com. Be sure to follow along on Instagram at Yumiko to participate in their weekly giveaways and to stay updated on all things 2021. I'm Rebecca King Ferraro.
0: And I'm Michael Breeden, and you're listening to Conversations on Dance. Hi, Rebecca.
1: Hi, Mikey. How are you?
0: Well, I've been better, actually. (laughs) How are you feeling? Um, Tell us. No, it's the thing is, you know, I'm hesitant to talk about it because, um, you know, we're very pro- vaccine. That's our way out of this mess. But I did get the vaccine on Monday and I did have um, side effects that were pretty unpleasant. But then you just have to think, you know, it's for it's for the greater good. And it's just like, I got to get through this. It's like 24, 48 hours. And then um, not only am I protecting myself, but I'm protecting others. You know,
1: my mom was telling me like when she got hers, she was like really worried ahead of time, like about the side side effects. And I literally looked at her and I was like, if you don't have to perform when you're feeling sick in front of 3000 people, it doesn't matter. Like you can just take a nap and you're fine. (laughs) Like everything to me is like in that prism of like,
0: Oh, I agree. You have
1: to perform when you're sick. It's the worst thing ever. It's the anxiety of doing it. And I was just like, you know, if you're not feeling good, it's okay. You say you got the vaccine, you take a nap.
0: I just called my subs, you know, I just texted people and said, can you teach for me? And Um, you know,
1: totally. it's no,
0: no big issue, but it's funny. I always do think of that. And like, I'm sure you have specific memories of times when you were sick and performing. And I always go back to those moments of just being like, Oh my God. One time when I had to do, I did, I was doing Laval's core. Wait,
1: my story is about Laval's too.
0: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But like Laval's is like the way it's lit. It's kind of, you know, you're in a dark ballroom and it's very atmospheric and I just remember feeling like I was going to fall over. Like I looked at Zoe on stage and she was just like, she looked back at my eyes like, are you okay?
1: (laughs) (laughs) What did you have? Just like you were like flu or something?
0: Yeah, I had the flu and it was like, that was supposed to be, it was a fun program. And I I canceled, Laval's core for people who don't know is probably, it's one of the only Balanchine ballads that I would classify as easy.
1: Easy, yeah.
0: Like you're not, like when the core of Laval's is over, you're like-
1: OK, OK, I did that, <laughs>
0: um, but I was dying and yeah. I, I, I did it because me doing it meant that someone else would have an opportunity for a bigger part.
1: Oh.
0: So it's like, you know, I just Greater felt like, kid. all right, you know, no one's going to notice me looking like crap right. in this ballet. And I don't want to take that away from someone. Yeah. Um. And it doesn't, you know, it's not a big deal, but it, it was like really pretty miserable. <laughs> what was what's the, what's your story?
1: So, boy life is different than lady life. I had literally no choice because just there's so many women in LaValce. Like, you just yeah. – you can't. I had been up throwing up all night long. I was so sick. And, of course, most of it's the anxiety, of, right? Of, like, you know, you have to perform the next day. How are you mm-hmm. going to do it? So, for those of you who don't know, in Lavals and I bet this is the part you're talking about. There's a whole scene that's kind of like a, a dream and all of the chorus – the women are on, on the, the floor asleep and the men are standing. I fell asleep on stage. I'm sure. <laughs> and and someone, I think, had to like kick me to be like, and now we get up. I was like, ah. And then right afterwards, I threw up like in my costume right after. And mm. I think it was just more like the anxiety of like being scared. Like, am I going to get sick on stage? Like, right. oh, I'll never forget that. It was. Ter- mm. And so that's the thing. I always go to that moment and I'm like thinking with the vaccine. It's like, if it's not that like falling scared about falling asleep on stage in the vaults it's fine and we can right. all do it well the
0: good thing is for better and mostly worse there are no performances right so now.
1: there you go we don't have to have the, that anxiety right now so that's true yeah.
0: but it is so this is an interesting moment to just like look back and reflect it's been a, a whole year i got my shot was well, actually kind of funny like just timing wise it was mom um, same day as my mother and my grandmother Oh my God, Um, that's nice. But it was March 1st, which was the day that the first case of COVID in New York was identified. So it's a whole year after that. And just like look back, I remember that moment. And now it's not my finest moment, but I had a cold Mm -hmm. prior to getting COVID. (laughs) I had a cold on March 1st. I made a joke to my friends. Like it was like first corona case identified in, well, we didn't call it coronavirus. Or maybe we were calling it coronavirus then, not COVID-19. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, First coronavirus case identified in New York. And I was like, oh, it's me. (laughs) (laughs) Like, not funny. Cut to two weeks later, (laughs) you actually have it. And it's a global pandemic. And But, you know, and then a year later. I mean, that's really a scientific marvel.
1: It's really incredible.
0: Remember Fauci used to say 12 to 18 months from when he was talking? And that was like May. Yeah. And now it's like uh, 12 months later and... 15% of the population has been vaccinated, and we're almost to this 3 million doses a day goal that some people have been citing. Mm -hmm. So hopefully, and then yesterday, just yesterday, Biden announced that by the end of May, there will be vaccines for everyone so So that's the johnson and
1: johnson i think is like the game changer. a big
0: game changer yeah
1: um i saw this meme this morning that is like a child um it's like a cartoon a child talking to their mom and pointed at her arm and said what's that scar on your arm and the mom says it's my smallpox vaccine scar and the kid goes why don't i have one and she says because it worked right I liked it. I don't
0: don't think enough people know that smallpox has been completely eradicated. It's really fascinating. It's one of two diseases that humans have managed to wipe from the planet. Like it it exists in the vials in some laboratory somewhere. But yeah, I mean, it's a disease that killed half a billion people um, and vaccines eradicated it. So, I mean, I don't, I think it's. There is talk that, you know, COVID will have, we'll be living with this, but it ho- will hopefully turn it into something more like Cold. the flu. Yeah. So
1: no one came here for this talk. Let's talk yeah. about what we're doing. Like, yeah. what have you been up to recently? Mm-hmm. We haven't checked in since the beginning of uh, December, um, our 2020 favorite episodes. So it's mm-hmm. been a few months. What have you been up to?
0: Well, I've been mostly, um, you know, I've just been teaching. That's basically it. But a lot uh, more, right? Then, but a uh, lot more. Yeah. I kind of took this time uh to agree to some teaching gigs that I wouldn't necessarily have said yes to in the past because of um commuting. Right. So some of these places are rather far. I'm commuting every day now, three to five hours, which is just funny because I think it's usually the opposite commute. Because I live in New York City and right. I'm going out to New Jersey or Westchester. But it is kind of um you know, I, well, I'm not missing out on anything. So I think before i would be like, you know, well, I want to, I want, I don't want to spend my whole life on transit. I want to experience the city. Well, you know, <laughs> there's not a whole lot happening, frankly. Well, is
1: there much to experience in the city right now? What is the city like? Is it, it's like still, it's probably starting to. It's no, it's wait. pretty,
0: I mean, it's the dead of winter. So it's been, right. February was awful. January was, a little warmer and then we had multiple snowstorms and it's just been in the 20s it's just gross yeah I mean it's like who feels like doing anything
1: anyways yeah
0: um so <clears throat> so anyway I've been teaching six times a week and including some schools that I had not would not have previously like you know been a part of but then there's some really talented kids tell and us so, about
1: your proud teacher oh moment. yeah
0: I had one kid um that I teach um three times a week i've had her since she was about 12 and we in december we worked on a video for her sab audition and i was just like okay i'll try to give like as much suki Suzy esque um combinations that will like give whoever's watching the video, like a clear awareness that like, oh, Scarlett's obviously had balancing training. So what Um, process
1: do you go through for that? Sorry, just to like, so you probably choreographed the steps for her and then did you mm -hmm. like coach her? So for people who aren't sure about with audition videos, you send in, you submit almost a full bar, right? But kind of abbreviated. No, it was more. Well, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah. there there were center things as well. Sorry, and it's just a rundown of, Mm -hmm. basic stuff you know they want to see if your leg goes up they want to see your technique just doing tondus. they want to see so
1: did you give her a lot of coaching which with each company well
0: yeah i mean i would just sometimes like start over and be like you need to do this like this is what they'll be looking for like just just to really overemphasize that like you have an awareness going in Mm -hmm. um this student also has is very very gifted um facility wise it's just like kind of any i think anyone wouldn't be happy to have her cuz mm-hmm. she's got um
1: that body yada, yeah
0: <laughs> you know really <laughs> high arches and legs that go up and um you know so but it was like a really very proud moment for me and i'm i'm sure for her too so yeah then
1: you didn't say if she got in or not
0: she got in yeah of course so that when she <laughs> went she got in that was very You know, it's the first time I've had a student of mine, A, someone that I really feel I've contributed to their learning, you know. I've had other students, I think, where, like, you know, you teach someone a few times and you're still excited or, um, I mean, I was was excited (laughs) when that boy we taught one time um, (laughs) at Next Generation Ballet in Tampa. His name is Jordan Martinez. We had him on the podcast. Uh And... Um, he actually, he's in the Court of Ballet at Miami City Ballet now. And um, this was just before the pandemic hit. I was at Steps class and I he came up to me. And I was like, why do I recognize him? And the reason I didn't fully recognize him is because, of course, he had grown like a foot. Yeah. Um, a but years, yeah. he was like, yeah, I, you guys interviewed me and I'm going to Miami City Ballet. And I felt proud that, <laughs> like, I was like, I taught you one time. But, you know, it's just like you would just want yeah. kids to kids that you can see have that love and drive you want them to to be successful and happy and um, get the careers they deserve so but this was this is different you know when I have I've had this student for years now and to see someone that you have hopefully had an impact on achieve that was really really special so I was feeling good about that
1: that's fun I have a a friend that I have coached she's um 19 maybe now uh she's in a company now and she was just like um looking you know just putting together videos just for fun I think um but she was like sending me videos and like what's wrong with this and then I was like sending her videos back you would have laughed at them I was just like okay I think if you bring your left arm around more for those turns and like so we were doing like text coaching it was Uh so fun but it's still like you know it's fun to exactly like you're saying even if you're not a part of their life on the regular it's still nice to see them succeed but when you're really feeling like you've been with them for a while i'm sure Mm -hmm. it's such a nice moment well that's fun
0: Mm -hmm. what have you been up to
1: Oh, boy. Well, you know, still doing all of my digital marketing stuff. I haven't been teaching very much, but I've been able to get involved more with um, some dance-related projects for marketing. Uh, last month, my uh, client Dimensions Dance Theater of Miami that's run by Jennifer Cronenberg, who we had on the podcast, Another and Carlos pod. Guerra. Yeah. They um used to be with Miami City Valley principals for many years. And so they have a small company in Miami now that I've been working with for a while. And they had an outdoor performance at their home theater on February twentieth. And they had pod seating, um, safe masks. The dancers wore masks and and they wore, mm-hmm. you know, just like they coordinated it with their costumes right. and it like didn't even matter at mm-hmm. all. I mean, I wasn't unfortunately able to be there, but like watching the videos and the pictures, like it still looked really beautiful and right. they were completely sold out. We had a special on CBS Miami about them being able to perform and I think it was just really successful and it just, I love that feeling, you know, mm-hmm. to be able to, um, They've just worked so hard. I mean, running a company during this time is insane. I can't imagine, especially when you are, you know, a smaller company, when you don't have tons of people there to help with all of these sorts of things. So I just felt like it was such a nice moment. And the dancers Mm -hmm. looked so great that like watching the videos, they were all using so much April Mons, so much like stage presence, even with those masks on, like you could still tell that they were just like so happy to be on stage. So it's been fun to kind of watch that happen you know
0: yeah I remember Jen saying that you know she realized um what a benefit it actually was to be in a smaller group you know to be Mm. a part of a smaller company because it makes you more nimble and uh, flexible with how you can cope with um you know, because they are already kind of like pod sized, exactly. like other companies, larger companies have to break out into these little pods. And then
1: mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's easy for them to be safe, easier, I should say. Yeah. Of course, none of this is easy, um, but exactly like you're saying, like they can have, you know, a full company ballet and that mm-hmm. like kind of grand feeling to that where it doesn't. Um, have so many issues with right. um, safety. And, you know, Miami City Ballet, it seems like, has been doing a lot of pop up performances, um, which look really cool. So, you know, it's, I actually was reading this article today about there's a um, theater group in Miami that is doing, um, a new program called Seven Deadly Sins. Mm-hmm. And they have, so it's seven 10 minute, um, little theater performances and then they're in um empty storefront windows. So it's safe, cool. it's behind wow. a um thing, it's outside. It's just so cool to see how um places are adapting and changing and let me see if I can find the name of that. Yeah, so the theater group is called Miami New Drama and I think they're doing it throughout Miami and just seems like such a cool thing to do, especially, you know, we do have the Ability right now in South Florida to have outdoor stuff. So,
0: right. You know, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, but I, as, as fun as it is to, you know, watch people be flexible and creative. I am starting to get like super excited. It just feels like with some of the positive news that like you can, I can really feel or imagine the moment when it's like, we're really going to be back, back. And I feel like it's just going to be like this, rush of almost like like post-war-esque feeling of
1: I mean like they say that's what the roaring 20s were like right
0: mm-hmm. after like, the last
1: pandy so.
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> so I just but like, just to have people like people are gonna be so I feel like it'll I know there's concern the arts are so fragile but I just feel like people who love the arts are gonna be so hungry and, and desperate and um, you know it's, it's houses are gonna be packed whether or not. We're all still in masks or, um, you know, whatever. But just like to be back in the theater and feel that energy.
1: Can't you also see people who maybe aren't always into theater wanting to do stuff like that just to be like out and not be sitting in front of a TV anymore?
0: Yeah, well, it certainly makes anyone just, you know, think of what they may have missed or taken for granted and then want to explore that.
1: Yeah, I think it's no. going to be so interesting also to see what creation comes from. I mean, of course, creation has been happening during this time. This was one thing, too, that uh, Dimensions did that was really very cool. So they made, you know, they were doing a lot of digital um, stuff during this time, as everyone was. Mm-hmm. So they did one new work um, by one of their dancers um, and choreographers. The film went live, you know, they put it on Vimeo and shared it with um, our audiences. And then put it on stage, um, for this performance. So it evolved into, you know, going from a time where we could only have two dancers in the frame at a time Mm -hmm. to be able to having a few more, um, because of, you know, how the guidelines were evolving. And then, so to see how the work shifted was really cool. So, you know, I think there's going to be a lot of that kind of stuff too, just like evolution throughout. Mm -hmm.
0: That'll be interesting. One thing I am particularly excited for that we don't have too many details on, but it Mm -hmm. is out there. Um, Obviously, the Veil Dance Festival is very close to our heart. The Veil Dance Festival is fully scheduled to return with in-person performances. Um, I think it's July 30th. Um, Yeah, it's July 30th. And we don't have too many details beyond that. You can sign up on their website for Um, an email with the full announcement when that is coming Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah it's just really amazing to imagine like just a few months from now we could be watching night after night amazing Uh, dance in person
1: that's the last in person dance I saw was in 2019 in
0: Vail yeah it's been a a wild (laughs) year and I'm ready to move on
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know gosh I mean we're so close I think it's just gonna be this last little bit is gonna be tough because Mm -hmm. the end is in sight you know Mm -hmm. so I think it's gonna it's
0: just it's the weather for me I just need that if that can just start to flip around we're getting a few days in the 60s next week so that's lit but otherwise (laughs) I just can't I get it it feels so the winter was literally dark so it's just like it felt it feels symbolic of a greater darkness you're just it's very depressing yeah so we're turning a corner
1: Hmm.
0: we're almost there but we can't let up yet
1: yeah in the meantime watch this transition while we're waiting maybe you want to do a little reading and we have some yes. suggestions
0: since we are still maintaining social distance and um not seeing theater in person <laughs> yeah so there are a few books i wanted to talk about um that are available on pre-order um firstly Gavin Larson who is I guess we had last year um who was just I just love her she's just mm-hmm. I mean well hey she was a ballerina capital B she was so beautiful um <laughs> I love her dancing but then um you know it's always so wonderful to talk to someone and they have like this such fully realized thought process and um she just loves ballet and loves to communicate that and does so really well so she wrote a book it's called Being a Ballerina and it's available on pre-order uh on Amazon right now and so Rebecca and I have an advanced copy um so we're <laughs> we're lucky we're going we're going to have a read through that and, and then definitely um hope to get Gavin back on but I'm really excited to read that
1: so we talked with Gavin in episode 185 in May of 2020. So if you want to go back and listen to that, that's where mm-hmm. to go.
0: And then um, someone, one of our perennial favorites we've had on many, many times, James Whiteside is releasing his book um, called Center, Center. Uh I'm super excited. And, That'll
1: be cool. Yeah.
0: And I think we'll have, it's going to be fun because it'll have like a really, um, interesting juxtaposition of of like the seriousness of a a dance career and um you know different life events James has gone through with of course his like kind of like zany fun personality and um occasional outrageousness you know it'll be (laughs) it'll be really fun read so yeah
1: So we've talked to James many times on the pod, but most recently was for the 2020 Digital Veil Dance Festival in episode 195. That was in August of 2020, if anyone wants to revisit that. He didn't talk about it then. I don't think it was released yet. Oh, I think maybe we asked them things, um, him and Isabella Boylston. They were like, we have exciting things coming, but we can't tell you. So this is probably what it was.
0: (laughs) And lastly, someone we have not spoken to, but whom we would love to speak to, Mm -hmm. um, The incredible dancer of the Paris Opera Ballet, Hugo Marchand, uh, has released an autobiography that actually is pretty damning about um, some of the treatment at Paris Opera Ballet. So if you're looking for like a hard hitting um, look at some of the ballet worlds, um, more controversial or.
1: Yeah, I love that.
0: um, (laughs) So, I mean, it's good. Dancers are speaking out. More and more against, um, you know, a lot of the injustices that we've suffered. There was an article in um, Point magazine uh, by, hopefully, I don't butcher this too hard, Suvi Honkanen, um, and you know, the headline of it is "As Bally looks towards its future, let's talk about its troubling emotional demands." You know, I think more and more people are being really honest about some things that um, have been emotionally hostile or, um, you know, even borderline abusive. And um, I think that that's important if you want to, you know, to discuss that. And we can't move forward, um, you know, by just brushing that all under the rug. And obviously we want our form to survive and flourish. And that sort of behavior is not going to be conducive to that.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, so many light, maybe not so many, but... We know of a few, for sure, lights that have kind of been put out by the pressures and um, the way some organizations function, that real talents that maybe weren't able to push through that. And so, you know, how mm. can we move forward and nurture that a little bit more?
0: It's hard
1: to begin with.
0: It is. One, <laughs> one um, sentence in this article in Point Magazine that just really hits for me. Um says the circle keeps going, broken dancers become broken teachers who produce broken pupils. Whoa. I mean, yeah, not no. That but that's the problem. It's like I think I think maybe that those people like I'm saying, like brushed it under the rug or didn't if you don't kind of excavate your own trauma and deal with that, then maybe you're more likely to just put that on to other people as you continue on
1: well maybe so this it's is is good gonna, to talk about maybe this is going to be a a change here too i mean i in general no one is going to be taking any time in the studio for granted anymore dancers artistic staff choreographers so i wonder if that might change at least for the time being as people start getting back into the studio um the way they are and the way they're acting, because, you know, there's no point in adding those other dramas in when, you know, everyone can see now how fragile it is to even be in the studio together. Right. You know, so that'll be um, kind of interesting. We'll have to hear um, from dancers how that, if anything shifts there as well. Um, well,
0: yeah. I mean, hopefully Valley's in for a really beautiful period of artistic rebirth. Yeah. Um following this huge huge um moment in history and um yeah. So we look we'll forward to seeing that. We'll be here to cover it. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're okay. here to cover it. Yeah. Um
1: one other like programming note that I wanted to add, um we continue to always appreciate um any sort of suggestions. We um, of guests or topics if you want us to cover topics too we're into that um, we have been having like we were having such an easy scheduling situation kind of towards the beginning of the pandemic and we've been having um, a little bit of a harder time as everyone's schedules are kind of mm-hmm. picking up a little bit more more recently
0: I'm so, really excited about the thing is we have probably about a dozen or so people that we're talking to right and trying to schedule but it's just um, and I think I feel like it's a, a more varied time group we know we have had some comments in the past um and something that rebecca you and i are always um trying to work through is just to get a little bit out of our bubble because it's mm-hmm. very easy you know if we can't find a guest then we just grab someone that we know which is right. mostly going to be in the you know well certainly like an american bubble but then even inside of that miami city valley new york city valley abt mm-hmm. the places where we know people the most right Um, But we do have people that a lot more people that are outside of that grouping um, right now. So we have people that are in time zones 16 hours ahead. So that's part (laughs) of the scheduling (laughs) issue. Yes.
1: Yeah. So that's something. And that's another reason why we haven't been very consistent about what day, um, the podcast Mm -hmm. is coming out. We were always on Mondays before. So now we're, we're shifting that around. We hope to come back to some sort of normalcy, but nothing's normal now. So we Mm -hmm. hope that (laughs) you all understand. And also I think that, you know, I've, you know, seen some things too. Michael and I were talking about this, um, (laughs) about, Maybe people want to hear some other things um, other than just interviews. So if there are specific topics too that you want to hear just from the two of us talk about, you know, we're always available. Send us an email, DM mm-hmm. us. We're here. Absolutely. But, yeah. We really, I don't feel, I don't think we're necessarily in a rut, but I think that because we haven't gone anywhere and done any of this like in-person yeah. stuff that we love so much, it's been a little harder to get, um, that kind of feeling, it's just different when you're on Zoom, you know? So right. we're always looking for, um, things that we can do to talk about to switch it up that we want, we want to bring what the people want, you know? Mm-hmm. We want to bring it to you. So yeah. don't hesitate to let us know. And we also do have a running huge list of want guests that we want. And so whenever people send us names, we add them to our list. And so even if it doesn't happen right away, they are on our list. So know that
0: yeah well, um we look forward to continuing to bring you all amazing amazing content <laughs> oh my god <laughs> um, uh or at
1: least content that's fun to us and hopefully yeah. is fun mm-hmm. and a reprieve for other people. we know that i mean i podcasts right now are so great to just like escape with,
0: so and you know, I feel like it's that. been a minute since we you know we always we you know i'm sure you guys uh are comforted by the weekly event of hearing Rebecca's voice cooing out our Yumiko ads. (laughs) Um, But we haven't actually, you know, I think it's important for us to just say as well, like personally, like Yumiko has been with us through the whole pandemic, um, continued to support us, never asked for any alteration in our agreement. And it's just like that sort of support is really um, vital to us being able to bring you the content and, obviously, um, helps Rebecca and I to feel, um, you know, valued and like we're doing, we're giving a service to the dance industry that, um, is important. So that we were really thankful to Yumiko.
1: Absolutely. I mean, honestly, I think that have, if they were not supporting us and we didn't have them, we we probably, maybe, I mean, it is like, and I think, um, It is, like, we like to remind, you know, everyone, like, we, this is our passion project. Right. You know, I mean, we just love doing it, and we wish it could be our full-time job, but unfortunately, (laughs) it's not. But I think that, you know, having Yumiko's support there um, has meant the world. And Avi like, we love their stuff. Like, we wore it all as dancers, too. So, like, we would never um, have a business that we didn't believe in behind us, you know? I mean,
0: and you can wear it when you're not dancing anymore, too. Now that I'm a runner... (laughs) It's not that I can't use it. Holly Fusco, who's a close friend of Rebecca and mine, who was in Miami City Ballet and Pennsylvania Ballet. Uh-huh. So she's just given birth. Uh-huh. She has an adorable seven-week-old infant boy, and um, she's just in a unitard. Like, she's Good just for like, her. Because well, she's like, it's comfortable, and it works. And I just like amazing. See, so, you know, you, if you're pregnant, pull out your Yumiko unitard.
1: Hey, that sounds really <laughs> cozy right now. Yeah. I love it. So anyways, we, and we highly recommend that you guys check out what they're doing on social too. They're doing a lot of cool, um, sales and things like that. And so definitely connect with them at Yumiko. uh, connect with us too at conversations on dance on Instagram and Facebook, uh, at convo on dance on Twitter. Um, you can join our email list if you want up to the date information. Let me tell you, so our email, <laughs> every Tuesday morning, it's like an automated thing where our email just goes out and says, like, here's the newest episode. Mm-hmm. Tuesday morning at 7 a.m. And every morning, Nick's like, guess what? Big news. And I'm like, what? Because it's so early. <laughs> he's like, Conversations on Dance has a new episode. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> every Tuesday. Fall for it all the time. Love so it. if you want to wake up on a Tuesday morning <laughs> and know what email. our newest podcast was. Is uh, sign up for our email list. You can do it on our website.
0: All right. Well, all right. I think that covers it for today, but we look That's forward to bringing new content and, you know, all that. Thanks, guys. Thank you. <laughs> Bye, Mikey. Bye.